Good afternoon, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to this week's Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. This is Ross Foreman, and uh, let me open up the phone line. First, welcome Josh Matthews. Josh, how's it going today? Hey, Ross. I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a couple weeks since we've, we've talked on this podcast, so uh, what's going on with you? And let's uh, update everybody on where we're at in Impact these days. Well, what's going on with me is uh, just another Friday of work, but the, the good news is I have the uh, the uh, Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am to keep me company uh, this weekend and, and today, so that's on the TV. Uh, but uh, just looking forward to, to the show tonight. We've got a few hours to go uh, until a brand new impact tonight at, of course, 10 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you can join myself, and uh, I, I believe Don will be with me tonight. I know that Don is traveling. Uh, and I'm hoping that he will be joining us on Twitch tonight on the simulcast. Um, but I'll be there uh, live during all the commercial breaks. You guys can talk to myself. And uh, Eddie Edwards will be on the chat tonight, as well as Rosemary. They'll be in the chat uh, with everybody. And then the post show that kicks off at midnight uh, and goes to about uh, 12, 10, 12, 15 will feature David J. Christ. And I thought that those guys would be great guests on the post show tonight considering our main event is the Lucha Brothers versus LAX for the World Tag Team titles or rematch from Homecoming and uh, if you are a fan of great wrestling then I suggest you tune in tonight DVR if you have to uh, but find a way to watch this match tonight between the Lucha Brothers and LAX it is absolutely insane great tag team match uh, that, that is our main event tonight and David Jake will be in action as well they'll kick off the night against uh, Willie Matt and uh, Rich Swan. so so that'll be a match that you'll see at the beginning of Impact and the action continues throughout the night just a great show uh, in Mexico City that puts us uh, seven nights away from Uncaged which airs next Friday uh, so seven nights from tonight uh, and then Uncaged of course features the World Championship match between Brian Cage and Johnny Impact. Some other great matches, uh, Ty Valkyrie versus Tessa Blanchard, Knockouts Street Fights, the Knockouts Championship. That'll be a great one. And then uh, while you're watching Uncaged next week, be sure to go to shopimpact.com for the Uncaged sale. Use the uh, promo code UNCAGED15, 15% off select items. Uh, the new Brian Cage shirt is there. Uh, I Instagrammed. This morning, the new LAX shirt, which I think is one of the best shirts that we've done in recent memory. Um, so, so we're really trying to, you know, amp up our, our merch game and uh, our design game. And uh, also, we're going to try to get into some other things. You know, once we get our T-shirts done, we're going to we're going to look to do some other stuff too. So, so sort of broaden the horizons of what you guys can get at Shop Impact. And uh, those shirts will be available when we're in Las Vegas next week the 15th, 16th, and 17th, Samstown Casino. Tickets are still available. You can go to samstownlb.com. Uh, I can say that we are trending in a great direction for, for having some great houses, uh, three great nights of television, which is really cool. Always great to see that. Um, and I look at those reports daily. So uh, those are going to be three exciting nights. Uh, we do still have a few VIP packages left for Vegas. Uh, those are available at impactwrestling.com. Just go to our events, uh, and you can scroll down and see the VIP for Vegas. That's uh, February, uh, March 1st and 2nd. We are going to be working with, uh, I don't know if the press release has come out yet. Hey, Ross, have you seen the press release yet, or should I go on? No, I No. Well, I'll just tell you guys, uh, we will be working with uh, OBW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, and Al Snow, and they're going to put out something uh, today, hopefully, if not today, Monday. Uh, but you heard it here first on Press Pass. Uh, we'll be doing a, a one not only uh, with OBW and that group. I think we're all very excited uh, to work with them, and that'll be coming uh, on GWN soon. And then you've got on March 1st, we'll be with um, Rockstar Pro again in Dayton for a Twitch that will air the following day. That will air on March 2nd, and March 2nd we'll take the show for, for later in a month. So a lot happening uh, on those fronts, Twitch and then one not only. And then uh, April, of course, um, Culture Clash switched to um, United We Stand. Uh, we do want to say uh, thank you to House of Glory and, and Brian XL, who runs House of Glory, for being so accommodating with understanding that we need to switch that show. 
in partnership with MLW and, and moving to 11 o'clock on Thursday. It was literally, I told somebody this the other day on the phone, it was 100% due to the uh, curfew in New York. It had nothing else to do with anything. Uh, so let the speculation die here. Uh, as for why the show had to switch to Thursday at 11, um, you know, the, the reason being the curfew and the reason we want everyone to be able to see, you know, all the great shows that are happening and obviously some talent uh, needing to get from one to the other. So that's why we'll be Thursday at 11, uh, United We Stand in partnership with Russell Pro. Uh, we love working with Russell Crowe, and we do look forward to working with House of Glory in the near future. I just talked to those guys yesterday, um, you know, so we're just trying to figure out what it is we can do and when we can do that uh, with those guys. We hope they have a great show and, and a great lineup of Culture Clash. Uh, that's April. Uh, let's see. The, oh, we'll find out the main event for United We Stand tonight on Impact, and I think once we find that out, uh, tickets are going to rapidly um, increase for, for April 4th. Uh, and that'll be uh, announced tonight. I can't give that one away. That'll be announced tonight uh, on Impact. So a lot happening. Uh, a lot happening in the world of wrestling. A lot happening uh, in Impact. So Ross, uh, per usual, fact check me. Did I, did I miss anything? April 28th. April 28th is Rebellion, Ross. Everyone already knows about Rebellion. You didn't mention it. <laughs> Uh, April 28th, Rebellion, of course, in Toronto, TV also, Revlon and Fan Complex, we love that building. Uh, I love the photos we get in that building. Uh, those tickets will be available March 4th, uh, Monday, March 4th. We'll do VIP and uh, all other tickets all at the same day. Uh, maybe we'll do VIP a couple hours early, and we'll do regular uh, standard tickets and uh, combo packages, maybe uh, let's call that noon, and let's do VIP, call it 10 o'clock. Uh, all Eastern time, and, and you guys can join us in Toronto uh, in late April. So I think that's it, right, Ross? Anything else? No, that would, that, I think you're spot on right now. That's it, everything, huh? You got it. Okay, uh, hey, Ross, before you, uh, I, I know we've got this though, I think that's really cool. Um, if you want to do some, uh, how about we do five questions for me, and then, and then this though, who's been patiently waiting, uh, you guys can. Can have some fun with them. If, if there are any questions for me, if not, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to, to you and Disco. What, what do you want to do? All right. Well, we'll open up to this point. Uh, strictly calls. Uh, questions for Josh, if you guys would, and then we'll bring in uh, Glenn momentarily. Glenn, Glenn, I can't call him Disco, can I? Well, I'm sure there's some uh, legal rulings on that, but uh, yeah, hasn't WWE been, been closed for for a few years now? Uh, I don't know, a year, a month or two. Q and A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. For Josh, please star six to get in queue. Identify yourself and your media outlet, and we'll uh, kick through a couple questions for Josh, and then we'll bring in uh, dear close longtime friend Glenn Gilberti. I can't wait to hear what's going on. Uh, hi, Josh. This is Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Hey, Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, my question for you is about the Lucha Brothers. Uh, last night they were announced as AEW talent. I was just wondering what that means for their long-term roles with Impact Wrestling. Uh, one, nice coverage last night. Uh, I, I was following along with your stream uh, until the stream started at, at 9 o'clock, so, uh, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I think that, you know, we saw that last night. I, I think you would have to be... Uh, Living under a rock, <laughs> if, if you didn't expect those guys to show up last night in, in Las Vegas, um, it came as no surprise to me to, to see them there. And, you know, all I can say is they're in the main event tonight. Um, rebellion's right around the corner. Uh, I think that uh, tonight when we announce the main event for United We Stand, that might shed a little more light. Um, and then as for the long term, I don't know. Uh, and that's not me. Like, I, I hate... Uh, being vague or beggary at all, so, so that's just me being 100% honest with you guys. I mean, I, I think that Pentagon and Phoenix, um, even if you hear the way I call their matches, I, I think those guys are amazing. I think they have so much upside. I think that, you know, we're, we're just scratching the surface on Phoenix, and I think that Pentagon Jr. is one of the best in the world, and, and then I also, to, to, to that note, I think that LAX, uh, to me, is an impact-born tag team, an impact-made tag team, Santana Ortiz, so, you know, short-term, I'm looking forward to seeing that match. I'm looking forward to seeing some other things. Uh, Long-term, uh, you know, who's to say? 
what's going to happen? Who's to say, you know, where where anyone's going to go? What, and that's the exciting thing about wrestling right now is that you don't know. Uh, none of us know, even on the inside, um, you know, what truly is going to happen, where everyone's going to go, what's going to end up. And, you know, obviously my um, uh, allegiance lies with impact. So, obviously, you know, the more guys that we see come here, the, the, the better it is for all of us. And, you know, as someone who's been in the wrestling business my whole life uh, as an adult, I just think that, you know, seeing all these different things open up and all these different avenues and, and more, I just had a conference call with it. Uh, another company a little while ago, I was telling them this right now is it's a wrestling boom, and uh, you know, hopefully we all reap the benefits from uh, from this boom. Hey Josh, did you go for Kira? So I don't know, I don't know, man, I don't know. I hope, I hope soon. I hope it happens soon, but I just, I don't know, man. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of travel that has to be. ブラジルでよく言うユナイテッドイエスでボーザーオバーワイヤーハブコーユナイテッドイエンエンエンユノーメイクアップイクエスチョンイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエスイエス
Uh, Ron mm-hmm. tries to set these up uh, every day. He tries to do a media call every day. And he's got, really? Uh, yeah, we've convinced him that you know that once a week is good, uh, not daily. You know, every week is, is how we do these. Jesus. You want you want to be the the new host? I can I can make that happen for you. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I could be a re- recurring guest host, possibly. Uh, yeah, when, when I mean, you bring I know out. that 5150 is your your normal gig. Right. Um, you can, you can actually um, keep it keep it 100. What show are you on? Keep it 100. Is that what you guys call that kind of show? I need to keep it 100 every week, and I do the Russo show every week. What one show that on his network that I do? So uh, that that's I'm, I'm tapped out podcasting. You know, to be honest with you, I, I get these people that want me to come on all the time and do their podcast. It's like, look, that I. We, we were, of course, like three to three and a half hours of content each week with Conan, like another hour with Vince, and it's just like, I've got a job. I don't really, uh, I, I work out. I like, you know, I don't have, I don't have time for, uh, for any more podcasts. Um, yeah, I make time yeah, for you guys. Right. I make, I, I make time for this, but I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. And, uh, well, I, I didn't make time for this. Because, because we get to talk to, to, to media, right? Like, I don't think on your podcast you guys do questions and, and stuff, right? I've never done one of these before. I mean, I guess this is like the evolution of wrestling is there's media conference calls. You know, so I mean, like, this, this is a thing that like, I've never really, uh, I've never really heard of until, uh, until a couple months ago. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, so we've got media from all over the world. Uh, you know, Roger's on from, from India. Stephanie's here from France. And, and uh, you know, they'll ask you a bunch of questions. This is a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds good. What, what, so India and France are being represented? Yeah, and then, you know, you never know who else is listening. You know, Mike Johnson is usually on, but he never asks any questions. Um, right. You know, so it's a bunch of people from, from all over the place. Nick is on from Wrestle, uh, Wrestling Inc., which is, uh, uh-huh. I saw the other day, they, they get like 10 million uh, viewers a month, and they never thanked me because uh, I used to put their stuff on InsideWrestling.com and got them over. Right. So, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, a very, very not, not gracious at all for, for the work you've done. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what's up? What do you guys got? So, so I guess we should just ask you right off. Uh, last time we were in Vegas, uh, probably wasn't the highlight of your career. Um. What? What? What do you mean by that? Well, no, it wasn't the highlight. Of course, not the highlight of my career. I mean, like, yeah, but bro, I've won the world. You know, I've won belts in WCW. I've uh, um. I did a lot of work in, in TNA and the Impact, the, the Asylum years, and they, I've, got, I've been an Impact and stuff. Uh, there, I don't have, I don't think there's any more highlights left in my in, in my career. I think I've, I think I've had all the highlights, but last time, uh, the one thing it was is that um, uh, my appearance on Impact uh, shockingly caused an increase in the ratings on a on a night when traditionally the the numbers go down. And I, I consider myself, my parents, uh, was, was, that was strictly because of me and me alone. I'll take full credit for it. Uh, and um, I think, you know, it, it, maybe it wasn't a highlight the way the show, uh, the way the finish of the match came out. But it was a highlight in the fact that, uh, that basically I'm still, I'm, I'm still a, uh, an A-list uh, wrestling personality. And the fans view me that way. Well, no, you know, Glenn, I'll say this. Um, I don't think anyone's ever looked better in a turkey suit than you did. Um, well, I stay in good shape. So, I mean, yeah, you I, actually, there, you know, I mean, I could, you know, if you guys, uh, there, there's a, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, the fashion, uh, fashion show mall. There's a lot of good shopping here in Vegas. You guys probably could have found a better, you know, uh, a more expensive looking turkey suit than that. If, well, uh, if you were going shopping. Yeah, I know, that's, yeah, but that's yeah, that's kind of a weird tradition. I think you guys should, should upgrade maybe. Well, hey man, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. Ross, can you get us a new turkey suit, please? You got it. 2019, we'll have a brand new turkey suit. And a boy, Ross. Boy, you do good work over there, Ross. Thank you, thank you, everyone. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So, so we're coming back, 15, 16, something uh, next week. Uh, I'm sure you'll be around. You get thoughts. Mm-hmm. My thoughts? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what do you, you really want to like get my, my thoughts? What do you want to start from birth or like uh, just like right, my state of mind right now? Or well, my thoughts hey, on here this? Here we go. How about this, Glenn? The reason you put the suit on, uh, the reason you wrote the match was because you were trying to impress Scarlett. 
So right. are you looking at Scarlett like in the club? Like, like what you do and knowing that she's going to be in your city in a week? Um, well, does she, she's been, I mean, she's been to Vegas before. I mean, she probably knows the town. I'm trying to, you know, uh, she kind of like, um, uh, she kind of was, was a little uh, disrespectful to me. Um, the last time we, we performed together, uh, out there, uh, you know, I, I, I was definitely affectionate towards her. And I thought I was putting the moves on her and, uh, she was, she had a very, um, flippant response. Uh, she kind of made fun of me a little bit. I didn't, I didn't think that was warranted. Um, I think, you know, honestly, I told Don Callis that, you know, I mean, you could, you could find a, uh, you could find, she could find it in her heart to apologize. I think, I think that would be in order. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm sure she'll apologize for the way she treated me last time. But, uh, the, the, the guys there, um, I'm looking forward to this. Vegas is my town. All right. And it's like, uh, there, there's going to be, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but the fans of Sam's town. Uh, whether I wrestled there for Future Stars or Impact or whatever, um, they're, they're they're very disrespectful towards me. Uh, they don't really. I don't think they appreciate uh, the talent that I that I have. I don't. I don't think a lot of the fans these days remember how over I was because they're you know it's a younger crowd these days. But uh, you know I was a big star, and I've always considered myself a big arena performer. And so you know, I'm going to have some probably some fans there at Sam's Town next weekend, but. Uh, there's always these little, uh, these trolley fans that come to just try to get under your skin, but like, you know, they, they don't bother me. I've, 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 uh, I pride myself on having 97%. Oh, by, by the way, Josh, I got a little bone to pick with you here. Um, okay, you're supposed to, like, first of, so I've got like almost 19,000 followers now on Twitter, and I don't know, like, and I don't have the blue check mark, all right? Conan had told me that he was supposed to get me a blue check mark, all right? Okay. And he said his story was that you were the one that had the hookup for the blue check marks. Now, Conan has since told me that um, you don't have the hookup for the blue check marks anymore, and I just want to know if that is an accurate depiction of the events as told by Conan, or is that true? No, it's 100% true. Uh, uh, how, do you, how did you lose your hookup? Well, it, it was an agency that, that I used to work with uh, pretty closely uh, in, in L.A. and, and then uh, didn't don't work with them anymore. So you having a falling out with the agency that you worked with before has contributed to my lack of blue checkmark on Twitter right now. Can, can I, uh, can well, I make that statement? It, it wasn't a falling out. It was just uh, a business arrangement came to an end. And you know everyone went their separate ways, and and uh, you know that that was that. Well, can you help? Do you have any, do you have any other connections? Let me get a blue check mark. Uh, no, man. I wish I did. I got everyone Instagram verified and, and Twitter verified. Wait a minute. And, uh, oh, so what? You, wait. So, so you can do the Instagram too, or you can't anymore? No, I know I got nothing. I, I, I can't help you at all. Oh, so you got your check marks, and then you just kind of like yeah, that's you know. Kind of helped a couple other people. I I question this. I I I think that maybe you still have the hookup, but you just don't want to take the time not to do it. I I mean, would you be an email? I want to do is send an email. Well, why don't you send me send an email? Give me blue. Don't you think that a, a verified blue check mark performer should be performing on Impact uh, uh, next weekend? Yeah, no, I see your point, man. I I really do. I, I I'm gonna see what I can do for you. Mm. Oh, okay, good. I like that. Yeah. I need a blue. I, I should have a blue check mark. I'm not that big on uh, promoting myself on Twitter. I basically just a provocateur and troll people and separating all that. But uh, but I don't I don't block anybody hardly. I, I just started blocking all these parody accounts that come up. Uh, like for some reason this idiot Conan, he he told everybody to start making all these parody accounts, right? So now my <laughs> timeline my timeline was filled. With these, these these disturbing people that they have all these parody accounts like uh, you know Disco Master PP and Polly Esther the Evil Tailor you know all these always like parody accounts like so I and they were all arguing with each other when I was looking at my notifications have a hundred and something notifications and all my notifications on Twitter just these, these schmucks arguing with each other so I had to start blocking. I feel like people. you're 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 an arguing guy. I feel like when I look at your Twitter, it, it, you're always arguing with people. Oh well, they try to like well, like they they, they try to disagree. They try to uh, they try to disagree with me. 
And that's just a definite mistake. Why don't you just ignore them? Because I get a guilty pleasure out of uh, out of uh, engaging with, with disturbed individuals on Twitter for some reason. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, teach is them, right? I mean, but that's cool, I guess. Yeah. That's the, the rest of the evolution of wrestling. Is where <laughs> sure. you, can, you can literally talk to the fans that, that come and watch you perform. You can engage with them in private, in, in chat. You, you can chat with them. On, 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 you, on, on, how do you feel that that has affected wrestling uh, in, in a good way, a bad way? Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, oh, it should, like, it should uh, be. It should be a completely, if, if the boys knew how to do it, it should be completely a positive because you could basically embrace your character online 24-7. But unfortunately, the wrestlers today don't like people saying bad things about them because it hurts their feelings, and they just like to use Twitter to try to, like, to get like satisfaction and gratification off of them. You know, I would, I would, if I was, I, I would use Twitter, I would just, I would just be in, in character 24-7. What, what's, what, what else would be the purpose be? To improve my brand, right? To improve your brand. To get free stuff. Yeah. So, I don't I, yeah, I, I know. I, I, think, uh, I, I think Twitter should be a positive. Overall, I think it's been a negative uh, because a lot of people get in trouble on Twitter. And, you know, in this day and age, you got to watch what you say. Uh, you got to, you know, there's all the PC culture now and everything. So, um, but... You know, you don't press send. Or don't, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think some guys use their Twitter account very well and, and their social media well. I think others just uh, use it as a detriment to their persona. I don't want to, you know, if I'm a wrestling fan um, and I'm engaged in the show and the characters, I don't want to see the characters, you know, putting selfies with, with, the, with the, the people they're wrestling against, you know, smile and everything. I just, I just don't want to see that. If I want to be engaged, if I want to watch, you, watch your show, I kind of want the characters, you know, when the show's over, to kind of still be the characters. You know, not, 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 them, not themselves, not like, you know, sh- showing, uh, you know, foodie pics and stuff and everything, or, you know, I don't know. I just, I just think that they should, uh, that the heels especially... Should, should embrace their uh, embrace their ability to be able to you know further their characters online. I, I think that they should you know if you're a heel you should you should basically you you should, you should heal on people all the time. The art of not being liked is what, what a heel is supposed to do. So, but these heels they'll be able to, they'll be a heel on the show they'll get heat and stuff and everything and then they'll get on Twitter and it's like okay look at this look, look at look at me and my kid. You know, what, what a cute kid I have. You know, my kid's playing this That's great. I like you now. I don't like you anymore. So now I'm going to go to the show and I'm going to cheer you instead of boo you. And you want to be a heel, so it's like, okay, you just screwed up, you know? Well, I think you should heal on the questions that you're, you're about to get from all media that Ross is about to open up the line for. Well, if I don't like the questions, I will. There you go. Guys, <laughs> careful with your questions. You've been forewarned. You can ask anything. Look, I, look, well, here's one thing about me. Anyone's really asking questions. Is I have thick skin. Okay, people try to get under my skin, and it just it usually doesn't work. Um, and so, you know, you just just go ahead. You guys can ask me whatever you want. I don't care. All right, we have a few uh, questions for Glenn Gilberti, Jack Matthews, Starship to get in queue. First one we'll do for you, Glenn, we'll go overseas. Since I know you were curious about our international contingent. Where are we going? Ladies first tonight. Uh, hello, Glenn, Ross, and Josh. Stephanie from Steel Channel Magazine in UK calling you from France. Hello. Where, where, in the, where in the UK are you located? France. Oh, you're where? France. You're from France? Yes. But you just said you're in the UK. Yeah, but I'm rest- I'm working for British media. Okay, working for British. That's what I'm saying. So, are you work? Are you- so you're French? I'm a big fan of French fries, by the way. Um, and uh, but uh, but are you located in the UK? Because that's what I want to know. What 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 town? What 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 city in the UK are you, uh, is this located? In? Oh no, I'm living in I'm living in France. Oh, you're living in France. France. We're, we're in France. We're in France. 
I'm French, but uh, I'm working for British media. Okay. So, so what's, so what's uh, my question, I have five hundred questions. Um, what are your thoughts on the current uh, Impact roster? Um, the guys you appreciate or not? And most of, I think your thoughts on one guy in particular uh, that you trained, as it seems, uh, a master of doom. Uh, I think everybody understood who I'm talking about. Um, so what, do you, what are your thoughts on the 2018 Impact roster. Thank you, Glenn. Okay. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a, let me tell you this to the guys I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of Eli Drake. I've been a fan of Eli Drake for, for years. Uh, Eli Drake came through Future Stars of Wrestling Vegas, and the first time I, I saw the guy perform and with the mic in his hand, I was like, well, this guy's a star. I don't, you know, I mean, obviously this guy's going to make something of himself um, because he can talk and he knows what to do, and, and he looks he looks like a million bucks. Um, big fan of um, Johnny Impact. Uh, think he's got a very a great look. Um, got a got a good mind. Got, got a good head on his shoulders. Kind of has embraced that, you know, that fusion of the like the new school style and the old school style, which I like. I think he's got a very entertaining offensive skill set and uh, innovative. Uh, he doesn't do too much out there. I just think he's a consummate pro. Uh, big fan of Moose. Um, comes across as a real deal. I, I like real athletes. I like guys that, that you know have played professional sports. Um, I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of LAX. Um, I call, I wish at some point they would turn on Conan because Conan's kind of like a dirtbag and uh, his true colors should should come out. They should turn on him because he's, he's just a low life. Um, I like that. And of course, you know, I helped train uh, I helped train Kevin Cross, Killer Cross, and uh, I was a big fan. Just you know. Some guys, I, one, one thing I, I can say about uh, in professional wrestling is guys that I have thought had it, you usually do. Like, I'm a pretty good judge of talent. Like, if you guys I think are, like, you know, when, when I think they're talented, and, you know, I, I think maybe two to three years ago was I was talking about Cross on, on the podcast or something, that this guy was just a... Um, if you just watch his, if you just watch his, the, the videos that he would make on himself on YouTube... If you've ever just been privy to those, just go to his uh, the Killer Cross YouTube page, and you'll you'll just watch like you you can take four or five of the videos that he's done, and those could be the vignettes for him coming onto the show, and he would be a, a well-defined you know top top guy, which he has become. So uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Cross. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the guys that have embraced the verbal skills, because I still think the verbal skills are what gets you over, as opposed to. You know, this, this new day and age in here where the quality or the ring work and how many stars you get in your matches somehow become more important than character development and promo ability, which uh, I think you could show a lot of evidence that, that, you know, character development and promo ability still to this day are the most important thing for professional wrestlers to have. And I think a lot of the guys I just mentioned, they all have that. The women that you all found out? The, the one, yeah, Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, the, I'm, I'm not saying the one. I'm, I'm, let, let me be honest with you, okay? I'm not a big fan of of uh, women's wrestling, okay? Because like I'm like it's a thing. To, to me, women's wrestling is kind of like the WNBA. You know, they're they're they're, they're good. They're the best female basketball players in the world, but they're not as good as the guys. You know, I'm not an NBA game to me is more entertaining than a WNBA game. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of talented women wrestlers, okay, but I think that the formula has shown in the past that regardless of your in-ring work, the more attractive you are as a performer, the female performer has usually determined how over you are. So I'm a fan of the women in wrestling today that can combine good looks with good work. And I'll be honest, if there's a girl out there that like maybe her work isn't as good, but she's hotter and knows how to show some sex appeal out there, um, I, I'm a fan of that. I, I just think that, you know, there's been a formula in professional wrestling and TV over the years that, that sex appeal sells. And you really can't, it's not, you can't, it's, it's, you can't really even argue against that. Like all the, all the studies that you do will show like, you know, 
that that's more attractive. You know, women have more followers on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. I mean, they're more popular. And I, you know, and I think I think Scarlett does that very well. I think she's a she's she's an excellent character on the show. Plus, a lot of the other girls they have on there can work well. And you know, but but like I I think today in wrestling as a whole, uh, collectively, there's too many women wrestlers given the amount of time that there is given to the to the TV shows today. Like I, I think I think the I think, I think the women's product has been diluted a little bit because you know we got a lot of girls in here and maybe you know they're good workers you know and they, and they can work but like you know 18 to 34 year old male audience you know you, you want to see like really hot chicks and I think that that's that really can't be argued. For all of your pro wrestling news, check out goek.net, your number one source for wrestling news since 1997. Folks, I can see now and interview about what kind of problem for you. Was what now? Oh, the fact that I'm the woman interviewing you was not a problem for you. What, wrestling woman? Was that a problem for me? No, no, no. Talking to me. Oh, talking to you. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, 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 not at all. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, you know, I've been very clear. If you listen to my podcast, I've been very clear. You know, my, my position on women wrestling has been for years. I just like to, like I said, I'm like, just know that. I'm listening to you coming so I know. Oh, well, I was going to say, it's like I said, like, you know, like, I, I was a big fan. Like, like, to me, my favorite women's wrestler of all time was was was, uh, was Velvet Sky. You know, because she was, like, she, Velvet Sky was my favorite. I thought she was, like, you know, the beautiful people. I thought was a a great gimmick for for two female professional wrestlers, and like you know they they looked great. They had a great entrance and stuff. Like that. They 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 could wrestle and stuff. And you know I was a big fan of that, you know. But like it's like I said, but collectively, I'm not a big fan of women's wrestling, you know, because like I, I can't just sit there and watch like that. That they had that May Young classic on the W. I, I can't watch that, you know. It's like I can't. I mean, I I like I, I professional wrestling to me is based around. Grown men, you know, that want to fight each other, and that's and that's what I've grown up watching. That's what I've always been a fan of, and that's what's always drawn me to this business. And that's uh, and the and the promos that lead up to it, the personal, you know, personal conflicts they have, and it's just um, I don't know, it's just uh, that that that's what I'm a fan of. Okay, thank you. Thank you for from from France. Uh, maybe if you've ever come to the states, we'll go eat some French fries. Absolutely, I do the best French fries in the world. Outstanding. <laughs> I'm a big fan of French kissing, too. Me, too. <laughs> I think we better move on to the next question before we get uh, more uh, out of control here. What else you got, Ross? Who, who's next? Hey, Glenn, uh, this is Riju from Sportskida in India. Believe it or not, I used to. I'm doing great, man. I used to play uh, the WCW game as Disco Inferno around 20 years ago. So it's wait, wait, why would you do that? Wait, time out, Ross. Let me, let me, let me make a statement on that. Let me make a statement on that. That's one thing I get from a lot of people is that they used to. Uh, my character in the WCW game was a lot stronger than my character on TV. Like, there's something to my character in the, in the video games is always like. Every, like, a lot of people come to me and say, hey, I always used to play your character in the WCW video game. Like, like a considerable amount of people said that. So, like, they say I was your favorite character. And I, I never played those, I never played that video game, but uh, um, if that's true, I think that's good casting. And and the character would go over Goldberg and Hogan. <laughs> yeah, the that's the way it should, it should, art should have imitated in real life. They should have put me over those guys. You know, I probably would have been more popular. Fantastic one. My question is, so you have been a part of various incarnations of Impact Wrestling. How does mm-hmm. the roster of today size up to the classic roster? Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, I, I, I can be honest. I, I think this, uh, uh, well, you, you know, back in, you know, when I started in TNA and, and, or in, in, during the Asylum in 2003, you know, we had, you know, young AJ Styles, um, you know, Kazarian, Daniel, so 
Chris Saban, uh, all these people. We had a lot of uh, innovative guys that, that have gone and had prominent careers and stuff. Um, and the style back then was kind of like, uh, you know, it was flashy. It was starting to get more high-flying, so you know, getting them high spots. But it, it was still grounded in a lot of the basic skills. And what I mean by that is um, back, in the, back in the day, you know, when I grew up watching professional wrestling, a lot of guys used to, like, you know, throw, throw fists. You know, you punch, you kick, you beat guys up and stuff and then, then you intersperse high spots. I see a lot of wrestlers today and, like, you know, they're talented and they're acrobatic and stuff and everything. They have, they have incredible uh, athletic skill. But, I'm, you know, a lot of guys today and professional wrestlers, even guys, prominent guys on TV and stuff, when it comes time to beat a guy up, a lot of these guys don't look like they know how to fight for real. And I think that's a... I think that's a um, that's a skill that every professional wrestler should have. Is that you? You should look like that if it's a fight. If you're fighting in there, you look like you know how to fight. And because people emphasize these days more acrobatics and more high spots and more dives and stuff, thing, it's like that skill doesn't hasn't really been paid attention attention to that much, and not a lot of people do it anymore. And I think that's missing for, from the product. And um. So I would say I'm not, you know, I think that the, the skill level back in the day was, I, I'll say this, it takes more, because a lot of guys can't do it, it takes more skill to look like you know how to fight for real than it does to do acrobatic stuff. Because you can see everybody can do acrobatic stuff today. But not a lot of people look like the real deal out there look like they know how to, how to kick people's butt for real. And so I would say I think that the, the skill level back in the day is better than it is today, but maybe that the um, the athletic the the, uh, the athleticism is, is is a lot better today than it used to be because people are willing to risk things more and, and do more do more entertaining acrobatic things that, that you know that, that catch the eye. But but the skill level back in the day I think was better than it is today. To be honest. Wait, uh, and a quick follow up: If you had to manage someone from the current roster, whom would you choose? Cross. I wouldn't want to manage a top guy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to manage a bum. You know, I'd want to manage like a top guy. So, because then I would be a, then I'd be a top guy. <laughs> Great, thank you. Thank you. Good. Uh, follow-up question: We got here uh, emailed in from uh, Mike. Uh, I think the perfect perfect segue from Regis' question was: If you had one final run as a tag team wrestler, who in the impact would you want as your tag team partner? Oh boy. Uh, one more run. The tag who would I'd 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 like to work with Eli Drake. If I say if I say I I just think Eli he just he's he's get he he gets it. He can talk. He knows how to wrestle. He he wrestles intelligently. Um, you know he doesn't get hurt. Uh, and and I'm just a big fan of the guy. That that's who I would pick. Was that the wrong answer or something? No, that's fine. That's the answer. So. <laughs> uh, hi, Glenn. This is uh, Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Nick. What's going on? Good. Uh, I was uh, just wondering. Obviously, the stuff you just said about women's wrestling would be, you know, pretty controversial in the landscape yeah. right now. Um, right. I, I know, and I know that. I know that. But I'm not gonna. I'm. I, I don't. I'm never gonna tell people things they want to hear, I'm just going to give you my opinion of things. And that, that my opinion is not in which everybody else is. Like, hey, then that's, let, let that be. I, but, but that's the way I feel. You know, so I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going I'm, I'm to be pretty honest, so I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> you have the right to your opinion. I'm just wondering if the if that has caused you to butt heads uh, with anybody backstage impact. Has that been an issue in any of your comments? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, bro, let me tell you something. One, one thing that I've always, that people don't realize is that whenever I've been in the business, um, and Ross will tell you this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liked by, by, by the crew. Like, people don't, don't have he would be the joke. And once, once you get to know me, you know, I'm just, I'm basically telling, uh, you know, fans don't really get to, say any fan that meets me, any, anybody that meets me, that I, I'm a pretty good guy. You're not going to find a lot of people in this business that have a lot of negative things to say about me. Maybe they'll, they'll say bad things about stuff I've said, 
But me on a personal level, if you get to know me, I have tremendous respect for the word. Bro, I've, I'm, when I say this stuff, when I talk about this, I'm speaking from a, from a uh, standpoint of a person who's been in the business for 26 years, been on booking committees, and been an agent. Okay, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm talking from an educated opinion. Um, if I was working with people that I then this is the thing. Some of the people I've criticized, okay, on the podcast I've done, are people I have worked with and been agents for their matches and stuff. I mean, the, the criticisms I, I give that I tell the fans of podcasts you know, that, that people hear me, like I'm telling right now, are the same things that I would say to these people. Like, so I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like telling people stuff I wouldn't say right to their faces. Okay, and I'm not, and I don't like that, like, like, as a blanket thing, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, I, I hate all women's wrestling, okay, but, like, just as a genre, I was never, I never grew up really a fan of it, okay, but, like, like I said, like, Gail Kim, to me, has been probably arguably the best female wrestler, like, you know, her, Charlotte, there, there's a lot of tremendous, excellent, you know, women wrestlers out there, okay, and, like, when, when, they, when they wrestle each other, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of that. You know, but like, but but just like as like I said, it's like to, to me, it's like WNBA and NBA. You know, it's like I'm just not I'm not a fan of the WNBA. I'm a fan of the NBA, and that's the way I look at uh, I look at women's wrestling. It's like, and it's 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 not so much um uh and, and the thing is like people like in this PC culture, people maybe want to pigeonhole you to think like oh they're that's sexist. It's not really. It's like is it sexist to not be a fan of the WNBA and be a fan of the NBA? That's, that's just a personal preference. I'm just, you know, just, just not a fan of that stuff. So, like, uh, but the girls that I've seen, of, you know, like, a lot of the talent, talented women out there, women wrestlers, they're very good at what they do. You know, and, and that's, and, you know, and, like, a lot of the girls I, I see out there, they do a lot of things that I, that I wouldn't do. Or that, that I, I don't think they should be doing. I think a lot of the girls, like, just, just like the, the male roster. A lot of the, the women wrestlers, a lot of the girls are just better than the other ones. You know, and then, then I think that a lot of the other ones that aren't as talented as the ones that are really good, um, I think kind of like we give them a pass. You know, we're not allowed to be critical of, of, of the work of the women because that's kind of like you, you come across as sexist. But if you're a professional wrestler, male or female, and you're doing something I don't like or I don't think is good, from the position of being a podcaster or being an educated opinion in professional wrestling, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And you can either agree with it or not, but that's how I feel. So, and yeah, like I said, it's controversial. But it's never, ever, ever, ever been a problem for me when I go into the locker room. Okay. Uh, my follow-up question to that would be, uh, since you obviously are so outspoken about how you feel about different wrestlers and, and genres, are there any wrestlers on the Impact roster that you were initially critical of but have since won you over? Um, hmm. I don't think, you know what, I've really been critical of the impact. I, I don't, I mean, have I been critical of some of these, these performers? I, I don't recall really being critical of, of any of them. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm critical. Here's, 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 here's our, I, I, just as a blanket statement, I don't care who they are, you know, I, I'm critical of people that do, the, the wrestlers that do too, too much acrobatics out there. That's just, like, the, the match looks like, you know, you, you, you have an idea of a bunch of, bunch of acrobatic spots you want to do, and he's trying to piece a piece of match around it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and so, like, acrobatics kind of get lost in the context of, of a fight, and I'm, I'm not a fan of that. And I'm, you know, I've seen guys, I've seen a million wrestlers do, do spots that I look at, and that, that, you know, that, that's ill-conceived, or that's, I wouldn't do that, that's dumb. Well, why would you do that? You know, so that, that like, but, but, like, personally, like, any, like, uh, seeing people that, like, I didn't really like their work or nothing, and impact, no, not at all. I mean, I've ever, but when you get on TV, that's the one thing these days in professional wrestling. Your, your work is serviceable enough that you're on TV. Like, there's no really bad wrestlers that are performing on TV today. Now, the wrestlers that, like, are doing things that I wouldn't do, or if I was, if I was uh, like, their agent, I would say I would do this differently. Yeah, there's tons of them. You know, but, like, but from a skill standpoint, there's really nobody on TV that wrestles these days. It just sucks. You know, I mean, this is like, the, the, that's what, what's always happened in professional wrestling. The best wrestlers get on TV. And I think Impact is a great roster. Cool. Hey, thank you very much for the time, Glenn. All right. What else we got, Ross? Well, Ross, do you have any questions for me? We, we, we really...
talk that much over the over the over years. Do you do you anything like you want to ask me that I can know that that from you know this is Jenny for the past few years? Well, I know. I'm, I'm trying to get you some special questions. We're gonna, we got a new caller come in, so let's let, let him get his questions in. All right. I'll chime in. Go ahead. This is James. Hey, James, can you speak hey, up a little bit? This is James from Marietta. Marietta, Georgia? Anyway, my question is, I like listening to your alt-right rants and your support of Breitbart on keeping the 100. Would that be part of your persona on impact? <laughs> no. First of all, I don't read Breitbart. Uh, second of all, that alt-right thing is a thing made up by Conan that tries to like pigeonhole me into being some like uh, white supremacist guy on, on the podcast, which, which obviously gets worked uh, if you think if you believe that. But um, but no, definitely not. Well, I'll tell you what I do believe that you backpedaled from that last caller saying that you like women's wrestling when you in fact is this Conan? All women. Is this Conan? Conan, is this you? You you son of a bitch. Is that what? Is that you? Uh, this is me now. The other guy was James from Marietta. Oh, you are such a dirtbag. <laughs> I can't believe you caught me on that, you jerk. Jeez. <laughs> I just wanted to say what's up. Nothing much, man. What's going on? Are you looking forward to seeing me next weekend? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think. I, oh, you know what, too? With you, less um, better. I'm getting, I'm getting, a, I'm taking off work on Saturday, so I'll be there like, uh, so, um, I, I talked to Don, I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I'm off work Saturday and Sunday, so maybe we'll go eat tomorrow between sushi after the show. Will, will you, will this, uh, uh, will you be at Ross Foreman's Star Study event Sunday for the bowling challenge? Uh, the bowling challenge? No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of bowling. I'm not a fan of bowling. I was never. I was. I, I, I was. I, I've never. I, I bowled when I was younger. I never scored over 200. And I, I just. I was like, I, I was never a fan of bowling. You'd probably beat 80 percent of the people that are going to be in that tournament. Oh my God, Jesus! I'll. I'll bet about 95. Oh Jesus! They thought about having a good time, bro. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll probably do it. Well, let me. I'll let you do it this next Sunday. Well, I'll be, I'll be there. We'll we'll talk about it. I'm I'm obviously going to be at the tapings. Um, so uh, so we'll discuss it when I'm there. All right, Ross, be cool. Di, be cool. All right, see you later. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Did you set that up, Ross? Was that, was that your was that your idea to no, try to ambush me? I never do that to you. Come on. You are such a liar. You are absolute liar. I know the type of person you are. That was obviously obviously your your idea. Come on, Glenn. You might go back years. I would never do anything behind your back like that. <laughs> Jeez, please. Yeah. What else we got? We got some more questions? Yeah, well, I think uh, you, you, you turned our, our, our Stephanie. She's calling back in. Is she really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he definitely wants a, a French kiss, so I, I have to come back. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, you, Stephanie, I have a question for you. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm 51 you years old. Yeah, there's a question for you. Do you think I'm attractive? Do you think? Do you think you that mean, I'm attractive? That I'm attractive? When I was watching you when I was 17 on WCW, you were coming to the ring with this duo dance, uh... Yeah, I, I thought you were pretty sexy, and I was in front of my television singing Disco Fever, Disco Fever, so, yeah. And yeah, you that know, was most 17-year-old girls back in the day. You were pretty sexy, so. Well, well, thank you, thank you. So what's your question? Hey, uh, I, I want to thank you for being opinionated uh, as you were. Because I prefer to talk to people that have something to say that people that you say are joining the fish. And I thank you for that. Um, my question was about Conan. Uh, so you're working with him on the podcast. You've mm -hmm. known him as a wrestler, uh, as a manager. 
and now he's becoming the, uh, he has become the new, one of the new creatives of impact dressing. Um, how do you feel about your friend uh, uh, becoming that, uh, having this new role for impact? Well, it's not like he's not qualified to do it. I mean, the guy's like booked triple A for you. I mean, Tony has got. I don't think there's a professional wrestler that has his fingers in more uh, in more jars than Conan does today. I mean, what was he? He's worked. He worked at Impact, MLW, Triple A. Um, you know, I mean, you crash. You know, he did. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he's doing. Um, so I, I, you know, I mean, he's definitely qualified to do the job, and he definitely has. You know, me and Conan have the same, have similar, uh, have similar mindset with with professional wrestling that that the, um, you know, characters and entertainment are are paramount. You know that that that's that's the most important thing on the show is to be entertaining, and Conan embraces the uh, the entertainment factor and how important it is in professional wrestling. You know, because you know the one thing you had to realize is like. You can go to an independent wrestling show that's not televised, and you know you get the wrestling, you get some interviews and stuff and things, but like, but TV's a different animal. You know, when you when you have a TV show, and it's a professional wrestling show, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you know there's no rule book to professional wrestling. There's never been a rule book written on how a show is supposed to be written. So Impact has a two-hour block of television every week that they can put whatever they want on there. Uh, that's entertaining, and it may not be a match, it may not be an interview, it may be a vignette, maybe it's just something, whatever it is. But Conan has a type of mind that can create entertaining television, and that's what you need as a wrestling company to prosper. Is your shows have to be entertaining, and I think Conan uh, uh, definitely will bring that to the table. Uh, it will be creative and impact. Yeah, definitely.
That's true. That that's a hundred. I mean, that's not. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about that. But that's how it came through. That, that was my thought process. I think because I remember that. And um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You 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 could give me a lie detector test, and I would I would pass it on that. Trust me, Glenn. I I actually do believe you on this one. Right. I do know the backstory, and I just wanted to share it. Yeah, and there's a funny story about that too. We we go, we go to TV that day, and it's, it's the day of the match, and um, they had these poles, like just just you know thin poles, sticking you know, in each corner, and they had the, the wire, you know, something. But like when the when the guys would climb or get on the wires, because the poles were so skinny, the poles would like, you know, uh, dip dip you know they 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 bend in inward, like the pole because like, the guys were too heavy, the poles were not strong enough. And, you know, the show was going to be in, like, six hours. And we're going, like, Jesus, what are we going to do, you know? And Scott DeMore just came up with a, this, like, like at the snap of a finger, came up, oh, we'll just put the trusses up there. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> like nobody, nobody thought of that. You know, and Scott thought of it in, like, two seconds, and that's, so that's, how, that's how that came to fruition. But it was funny because, like, if nobody had thought of that, that match may have just, may have never taken place. Because the way they had it originally set up, is it, it wouldn't have worked. Because the, the the poles that they had could not sustain the body weight of the guys. Sean Ross at Fightful.com here. I want to ask Glenn, now that his, I assume, former friend Shane Helms is no longer on Keeping It 100, will he stop rigging fantasy football games in his favor? Who's Shane Helms? Yes. That's the only reason he won the Canyon Cup. That's it. What, what, what did he do? He cheated. Yes, he, he cheats at everything. He he cheats at fantasy football. He cheats at uh, yeah, yeah. He um, I don't know if he. I, I would kick him out of your league if if he was you cheating. Should. Uh, and you know because he's a uh, you know that's Shane's got to get that you know Shane's got that uh that that southern charm you know and everything. So he's got the fans hoodwinked and stuff everything. But like, but he's a cheater. You know that, that's the type of, that's the type of guy he is. He'll he'll uh you know he'll he'll um he'll cut corners. He'll stab you in the back. Uh, he'll cheat to win. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I, we fired him from uh, from from the Keeping One Hundred podcast, uh, or, or I did at least. Uh, because well, he I mean, we kicked him off of ours too. So I mean, oh, you did, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Like he keeps getting fired from podcasts. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. It's. Let me chime in on something here. Uh, how do you cheat at fantasy football? Well. That's the only way he could beat me at fantasy football. So you, there's something. We're going to launch an investigation. What did he do? Well, he actually he didn't beat me. I beat him. Why were you asking? Why are you asking questions, Ross? Yeah, well, yeah, Ross. This is not, this is not a counterpoint. Uh, you know, well, I'm going to defend Shane. He's not here to defend himself. And he's what? He, well, did he know he's fired. That's why. He got fired. Anyway, on a more serious note, Glenn, uh, is, what creative ideas or matches for a particular maybe wrestler or, or a match idea did you have that maybe didn't go through that you were convinced like could have really helped someone? Hmm. Um, I, you know what I'm talking about? You know it was a joke. I still think that if you had a character on the show that was like... um. Uh, kind of like a like a dunce, like whoever like the, the funny dunce character on the show is. I still think that if two wrestlers, uh, like the two heels, were trying to convince another guy that there was an invisible man at the show, that you could have actually done some entertaining TV with that. And that we we never did that. And we, but I was thinking like you know there's there's a there's a lot of ways you could you could do that to to make like to convince somebody. Like a character that that the, the visual man exists, and that's the storyline. Even though it doesn't, but like you're trying to convince the guy that that it's, that it's true. I thought that would have been. I thought that could have been an entertaining angle. The invisible man is always over at those Joey Janela shows. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to pay the guy either. That's true. Thanks, budget wise. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. Well, go ahead. I've kept you for about an hour. I, I know your time is uh, time is money for you, so. Uh, I will wrap it up with that uh, question and give you the floor for a final thought. Obviously, we'll see you a week from now, uh, next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Samstown Live, Impact TV tapings. Um, I will be there. 
Um, I'm not sure which days. Uh, there's three days of tapings. I know I'm going to be on uh, at least one set of shows. Uh, and one thing that I'll, I'll always do is that if, you, if they're going to put me on the show, I'm going to give 110% effort to be as entertaining as possible and to try to make people that paid to watch to watch me perform feel they got their money's worth when I was out there. And anybody that watches it on TV when it airs, you're gonna you're gonna watch it and you're gonna say, you know, that was a pretty good TV. And that's uh, that's what I can promise. I'm gonna bring to the table next weekend at Samstown. Glenn, you know, for years you've always been the most entertaining guy on the show, and I'm sure next weekend will be no exception. Well, Rossi couldn't have said it any better. Uh, exactly. And uh, I will invite you personally next Sunday, the, the 17th, to the bowling challenge. It's going to be uh, Conan, LAX, Pentagon, Phoenix. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, not just bragging rights, but maybe a wager or two involved as well. So we Oh, if you guys are going to gamble on it, I'll be there. For sure. And I, I'll tell you that Conan was the first champion. He won, uh, I'm trying to think when we did this. Wait, Conan won? Conan won? Hold on, let me tell you this. He won probably about a month after he had his hip surgery. And he, he oh, the alleged, hip, the, the alleged hip surgery. I still think that was a work. Oh. Yeah, well, I still think that was a work. Not that I'm yeah. going to have to mention that to him, but I'll be sure we bring that up to him. Oh, no, I already mentioned it to him. I've been very vocal that there was a... That, that the timeline doesn't add up with the recovery time and you know, the, the surgery. I just, I just think it's a hoax. Well, yeah, it's, it's a he won the first one. Then the last okay. one would have been in Vegas uh, in November. Probably would have Okay, well, I'll, I'll definitely be there then. All right, well, Sunday morning, uh, 17th, we expect you there. I've gone on record. Conan's uh, probably not too happy because I've already said Kevin Hamm will defend his, his bowling title. That's how okay. I am with him. Well, we'll see about that then. So you're making him the favorite. So we'll go to the sports book. We'll go to the sports book and see if they have any odds before we, before we go so we can bet on it. But uh, fact, if not, I'll, we'll I'll, just... I, I'll even give you the order of how it's going to go. Okay. I'm going to go Pentagon 1. Mm-hmm. Conan 2. Okay. Phoenix 3. Okay. Ortiz, then Santana. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll book it then. All right. Sounds good. We'll, uh, All right, man. What, what do you think you're going to do? What's your bowling score going to be? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go practice once before I go because yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go practice under. myself. So. Give me an over-under bowling number. 150. I'm taking the other for sure. Okay. All right. Thank you we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Perfect media. I appreciate it. We went a little long this week. Uh, we will talk to you next week. All right. Take it easy. Thanks, Glenn. Bye.